Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one best-selling author of Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And I do have $1,000 worth of free gifts if you buy a copy of my book at KarenCan.com. You can either get it on you know, one of the book retailers and put your order number in, or you could uh, buy the ebook straight from me on KarenCan.com. And I'd love to gift you those. We have the Sensitive Soul Rescue Remedy, the Breatharian Blueprint, uh, and so many other uh, gifts and trainings from myself and other colleagues. So I would love to get that to you. Just go to KarenCan.com and get a copy of the book. Now, today on Light Warrior Radio, I have the great pleasure of interviewing Lindsay Martin Ellis. And we are going to be talking about manifesting secrets. Everyone wants to know how to manifest better, right? So manifesting secrets, connecting with your body to reprogram your mind. Um, and a lot of people have this conception, myself included, uh, from you know watching The Secret and other movies and books, that we need to somehow like manage our thoughts, right? Like like manage what we're thinking about. Uh, but in my experience, uh, trying to do that has not been very successful. <laughs> and uh, I recently discovered over the last couple of years too is when I'm embodied uh, and when the energy is in my body and. My technique, Stillness Through Observing Internal Movement, um, Chapter 4 in my book, talks about just being, you know, and that I've noticed that manifesting the things that I do want happens faster, almost miraculously, going through the body than necessarily going through the mind. And so I'm really excited uh, to talk to Lindsay about this because we're going to talk on this episode about how to reprogram your brain through the body, how breath and movement can gently and quickly help you heal, uh, maybe some practices and tools to support you on your healing and transformation journey. If you'd like to have a little conversation with our guest today, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. 818-514-1190. And we will get to the phones a little bit later. And also I will open up the chat in case you want to comment, share your experiences, or ask questions of Lindsay as well. So let me tell you a little bit more about our guest today. Uh, she is a women's transformation and healing coach, feminine embodiment teacher, human design soul guide, and executive director, advocate, and educator with the activist beauty brand Beauty Counter. Her life's work is devoted to empowering women to transform from the inside out using a soulful, magnetic, body-based approach. Lindsay's cutting-edge awakened woman framework helps women heal their relationships with themselves through connecting to the body. This journey of healing and self-discovery activates women's deep desires on the cellular level while awakening their soul's whispers to co-creating expansion in the areas of purpose, alignment, and impact. Fantastic. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited you are here as well. You know, I see so many women out there that are really rocking it. I mean, you're one of them. <laughs> and by the way, I love your dress on your, on your website. I keep looking at it and I go, Ooh, I want to dress like that. Um, and, and also people who, you know, may not have that um, necessarily be out there, you know, you know, being a coach or website, things like that, but they're really making a difference in their communities and they're really wanting great things for themselves, for their family, for their communities. And today, I guess we're talking about how we can do that better, especially for so many of us gung-ho women wanting to change the world, how we can do that better uh, with our bodies. So why don't we start with a little bit about your background. Uh, how did you, you know, get to, what was your path to getting to this place in your life? Uh, what did you go through to awaken yourself? Absolutely. I love this question. 
<laughs> because the more that I reflect back on the years and years of really suffering that I was creating for myself, I recognized that they were all really training grounds and guideposts that led me here to this moment. And, you know, essentially, uh, it goes back as far as actually when I was two years old, I almost drowned. And wow. my, dog, my dog saved my life. Um, my mother had received a phone call that her mother had transitioned in a car accident. My dad was outside with me, ran inside, and I fell in the pool. And what's fascinating is I actually knew how to swim. I was very young and I loved the water and I knew how to swim. But back then there was no training on what happens if you fall in. It was just showing you how to swim when you're already in the water. And I don't remember the experience at all, but what I'm realizing now is it created massive terror massive abandonment, massive, I can't trust anyone, or I am left, or I have no support, I've got to do it myself, you know, and really, I feel like from that moment is when my awakening actually started, although I don't, I didn't recognize that until my (laughs) 30s. And most of my life was very much about success and accolades. And proving myself and overworking, very masculine. I, I <laughs> yep, I, I, I know there's a common trend with us <laughs> women uh, these days. Yeah, us successful women. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's like, so I went to school at 17. I went to college at 17, became an environmental engineer and did that for nearly 10 years. And my body just started breaking down my hormones. I had adrenal fatigue. I had terrible cystic acne, just really, really painful periods. Uh, A lot of um, really depleted energy. And on the outside, everything looked great, right? Like I was doing these really hard workouts. I was really successful at work, but inside I was slowly dying. And it, it took this catastrophic um, moment where I was, you know, did some testing and was told that my progesterone levels were so low that I wouldn't be able to conceive a child at the time. I was newly engaged that I was like, okay, this is my, this, it's time. It's time to claim back sovereignty over my body. It's time to stop listening to all the external forces. I had been from endocrinologist to, you know, all of these different medical professionals that were really giving me guidance, putting me on medication, telling me that this is the way that it was going to be for the rest of my life. And I just knew in my heart of hearts that that was not true. And at 30 years old, I took my autonomy over my body and my vitality and my aliveness back into my own hands within six months, completely healed myself. And I've been on this exploration of of what it means to heal and to transmute and to really trust and follow our inner knowing and then use external sources to support and then use our mind to support us. Uh, Yes, that makes so much sense. Well, you know, it's funny how so many of us have very similar journeys (laughs) (laughs) with adrenal fatigue and pushing, pushing, pushing and yeah. Wow, that that is that is incredible. Um, so tell us more about your journey or or your discovery about you know this whole body thing, because uh, yeah. you know there's many that teach about you know um, silence in your mind and being mindful and 
you know, what's your experience of, of all this? Yeah. And I think I really just want to presence before I go there why I feel so passionately about working with women at this time, although I do feel called to work with all beings <laughs> and all humans. But really, you know, if you think about it, just women didn't have very many rights, especially, you know, and we'll just talk about the United States and the right to vote and the right to, you know, have a bank account. And most women didn't work. And so when women entered the workplace, there was just this model of of how to kind of fit into this mold. And what I what I love about myself, is, and I know most are like this, is I like to have a solid foundation. I have a science mind, you know, I love to know, I love to understand anatomically what is actually happening, but I also know that there is something much bigger at play here. And I love the dance between, you know, the dance between the two, the integration of the masculine and the feminine, the light and the darkness, right? Like that is the wholeness that I th- I believe so much of our us are seeking right now. And I, I feel like as women, we've been set up to fail, not anybody's fault. Nobody's telling us to do it this way. It's just the way that it is. And I think right now what's happening is we're recognizing, you know, male hormones cycle every 24 hours, women cycle every 28 days generally, and we're not meant to perform the same tasks every day. We're not meant to feel the same way every day. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off around there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing to fix. I just get to kind of dismantle, which is not always easy and often uncomfortable, and create a new pattern and create a new way of being, a new way of operating. And what I found is, especially as women, (laughs) I'll get into my, my, my understanding of how we have two hearts. You know, we have our heart and then our womb. And when we feel like when we can really connect and tap in to our body, which is this living, breathing organism, it's not a thing. It houses our soul. It houses the fullest expression of our authentic self and our inner being. And when we can connect to our body, there's so much communication that happens before the brain even is understanding what's happening. Then we can start to uncover in a gentler way, in a way that feels better from what I found to really start to come in and attune to what's aligned for us, to our uniqueness. Like, I'm not going to go look at what Karen's doing over here (laughs) and look outside of myself, right, and compare because that's not mine. So it's really about going deep if we want to connect on a spiritual level, if we want to reprogram patterns and traumas and emotions that are stored within us ancestrally or from this incarnation, then it's really about going deep. It's not about, you know, forcing the mind and going back to the mind and going up to the heavens. It's really about going deeper within. And that's what I found is where the magic happens. (laughs) Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, myself as well. Exactly. Uh, You know, similar similar path to discovery. And uh, I was very much in my head, uh, very masculine, um, just kind of pushing, 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 and would get very stressed. And one of the naturopaths I talked to said that, um, you know, men have testosterone. Women, not as much. (laughs) So women use their adrenals. Uh, Exactly, because we're trying to we're trying to match that energy when we're we're more magnetic and receptive where men are more electric and that's why it's a struggle for us. Mm. 
yeah, that that is just fascinating. That is just fascinating. So, all right. So, all right. So, so are women now? You know, we're saying, hey, I I want to, you know, change um, multiple things. You know, in my life, I want to learn to manifest better. Um, whether that be more money, better relationships, maybe a slimmer body or a healthier body, not to be sick as much or not to be scared as much, whatever it is. Um, what's what's some of the things that we can share with them that may help them in this desire? Yeah, and that's why I loved sharing, you know, this Manifesting Secrets Revealed because the number one, you know, problem, although there's no problems, right, but the number one you know, thing that people come to me with is I want to learn how to trust myself, be more confident, connect with my intuition and manifest. And manifesting, it's, you know, it's a term that's been thrown around a lot as of late. And, you know, I think it, it gets back to the doing. It gets, it gets back to like, I need to do this in order to manifest, in order to receive But the true state of surrender, the true state of radical self-trust, the true state of of just really having the utmost faith in the great mystery of life is not being attached to the outcome, right? Like having something that we're committed to, but not being so attached to what it looks like and how it's going to get there. the steps that need to transpire in order for that to come to fruition. And what I found is we are just so disconnected, men too, really, especially right now, where our nervous systems are so shot. Most of the human population right now are living in fight or flight mode. And so there's no ability to really connect to our desires. So most of us aren't even actually asking for what, we truly desire. So that's the first step is we're not, we're, we're wanting the thing, the house, the car, the relationship, thinking that it's going to fix or fill a void. And really what it's doing is once we get the thing, we either get the thing, right. And we're not, we're like, Oh, okay. I feel the same way as I did before. I thought this was going to fix it. Or we just struggle and struggle and struggle and we don't get there because it's not meant for us. And so it's really about trusting what is meant for us will never pass us. If we truly start to live in this place of as long as I follow the breadcrumbs of what my inner being desires, take the step and then receive the support that's unconditionally all around us. And then move from that place, still having a desire, still having a dream, still having a vision, it becomes more fun and there's wonderment and curiosity and not limiting ourselves. Because what we do is we have a desire and then what we do is the fear comes in, right? So this is the mind. It's like, oh, I yep. want I want to do this thing. I want to, I want to, I want to have a second home in the mountains and you have this big vision with your family and all of this. And then the mind's like, well, wait a second, that's not practical. And what about this? And what about money? And what about these bills and these and liabilities? what about taxes? And- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that is, cre- that's, that's creating this worry, right? So the mind comes in and what I love is when we can stay in curiosity and wonderment, 
that's when the limitless potential comes in. That's when we just know that it's going to happen and we trust that the support is coming in and we're living in the present moment because when we're so worried about the future or reliving the past, there's absolutely no way that we can attune to our desires. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I, I do you know that saying where they say <laughs> it's a little harsh or rude, but it's like when you have one step in the past, one foot in the past, one in the future, you're, you're all set to piss all over the present. <laughs> Exactly. And so we're not in the present right now. And I recognize that it's hard, but we are the co-creators. So when we can really come from this place of I am creating this, when I see um, any sort of disruption or divisiveness, I recognize that that lives inside of me. I could not see it in somebody else if it did not live inside of me. It may not look the same. But really, the more that we can have that self-awareness and the more that we can say, okay, I actually am the co-creator of what's happening in our collective right now, that's when the beauty comes in. That's when the trust comes in. That's when the heart wide open, you know, I can love that, those parts of me too. I can love what's happening in the world because what I realize is it's creating disruption and dismantling and new is going to come from it. Yeah, exactly how I feel as well. And and sometimes it can be quite daunting because some things, you know, are quite surprising, like not what we expect from our past experience. Uh, and then I love, love, love that the word curiosity. <laughs> it has saved me so many times <laughs> from going yeah. into a pole. <laughs> is is to stay in that curiosity and uh, like that. That's kind of not expectations the wrong word, but just just that knowing that um, it's all somehow can be for the highest and greatest good if I look at it or perceive it that way. Uh, and so how can I be curious in this moment about, oh, that's interesting, you know, and, and not necessarily exactly about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where when we are more in our bodies and when our bodies are online, online which what's happening right now is just like you said, it's, it's a daunting time. And so people are going to their places of coping, whether it be scrolling social media or any sort of compulsion or addiction or, you know, going for the wine or going for the food or, you know, not making any of that wrong, but there's a numbing that happens because we don't want to feel. And how manifestation is actually, you know, how we can actually manifest our dream life and this beautiful world that we're all co-creating is to allow ourselves to feel, to allow ourselves to meet that. And it becomes easier when we can be in relationship with it instead of trying to push it away or trying to say that's not mine or trying to judge, right? Because when we're in judgment, there's absolutely no room for curiosity. Right. And curiosity is when the possibility comes in happens is when we try to manifest what happens is is the mind comes back in and is actually like well wait a second this is where you're currently at and it brings us back to our current circumstances instead of Mm -hmm. the possibility and the curiosity and the wonderment and so what I found is through the vagus nerve which I know many have heard about or played with especially through meditation and deep belly breathing when we connect to the breath, we are not in fight or flight. We are not in the future. We are not in the past. We are in the present moment. We are in our bodies. 
And when we do that, we activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which then tells the body and the brain that we're safe. But what's powerful about this, this nervous system, this, you know, nerve ending that goes all the way from our brainstem all the way down into the depths of our belly and connects to all of these massive organs, the majority of the time it's actually telling the brain what to do, not the other way around. And so when I learned that from one of my teachers, I reckon it all, everything clicked. It, It really clicked around how much we've been programmed to believe that our brain is king and everything else is secondary. When really, if you look at the animal kingdom, right, and look at a zebra, for example, that's being chased by a lion, the Im- immediately when that lion leave- leaves the peripheral, what does it do? It does a little shake, right? It gets back in the body yep, and there's yep. no fear. There's no ability to be like, is the lion coming back? And so <laughs> for humans, this is what's so great We have this ability to critically think where animals don't have that. We have this ability to problem solve. This is why we're so advanced. This is all this beautiful technology and everything that we can do as a species. But look, it creates all of the possibilities. What if? So the more I'm like, okay, if I can just get back into my body and turn my brain off and tell my brain, thank you, I appreciate you, but it's not your turn, then choose when I want to leverage that access to that intelligence and that wisdom. That's when the manifestation has really, truly opened up for me because it's all about the attunement to my frequency, to my energy, to what I desire, what is meant for me and not for anybody else. That is perfect. That's as well, and uh, that's a really, really great analogy, too. Uh, you know, the, the whole animal kingdom thing is like we don't realize that for humans, we just keep the mind going. So even if you know, a, I don't know, like a deer jumps in front of the car, you have to swerve the car, you know, and you're safe and everything like that. We have a couple of choices. We can either go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I could have died, I could have died, until I read that story and stay on that high alert. Or mm-hmm. we go, whew, that was, that was close. Wow, I'm so glad I'm saved. And then just go on with your day and not continue replaying it over and over in our minds, making the past the present. Um, so exactly. I, I so, so important. Now, how people were like, okay, I get the concept, you know, yep. the body that seems to quiet the mind. Like, how do we do that? Especially when there's seemingly stressors or I don't know, stressful Facebook memes that we happen to come across, whatever. <laughs> yeah. How, how does somebody get into their body? How do we, you know, actually do that? I know we're talking into doing again, but we're like, how do we do being? Yeah. There we go. There's the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love practicality. So I absolutely love this question and I get it, right? It's like the, the simplification of it. So can I take us all through a brief practice that takes about a minute <laughs> to show people how quick it is to change our state through the body? Love it. Love okay. It. Right, because this is something that this is all about a choice point, right? It's about the external world, right? It, it's, uh, it's about not being rattled by our external circumstances. And the reality is, is it's about 
the choice point of what am I going to do with what's in my external reality, right? And so, okay, this will be fun. So what I always like to do is start out. You know, some of you may be, you know, where I am, it's lunchtime, you may be on your lunch break, it may be morning, kiddos, maybe homeschooling, right? Just write down or even just think about maybe a couple of emotions or words or feelings that you're currently, that are currently just landing for you. Maybe there's a little bit of stress or fear, maybe you're exhausted, maybe you haven't given yourself a break today. And just start to notice exactly where you are, not making it right or wrong, just simply where you are. And write it down or just remember it. So now, hopefully, you're sitting in a chair or you're able to sit in a chair. You're also able to just be standing with your feet hips distance apart. Really feel that connection to the ground. Really feel that stability. Spine up, either your palms by your side if you're standing or your palms upright on your quads on your thighs and I just want you to take a deep breath in through the belly for five through the nose hold for six and I want you to exhale out the mouth with sound for seven And now just keep your hands by your side if you're standing or palms up and just notice if there is a difference. And if there isn't, that's okay. But for me, for example, I feel actually a lot of energy in my legs and my hands in this moment. And I just feel like a little bit more oxygen going on through my body. I just feel a little bit more alive, a little more present. Now what I want you to do is I want you to do that same thing where you're going to breathe in through the nose for five seconds. And I want you to start to stretch your hands up over, you know, out to the sides. You can't see me, but just start to stretch and meet your hands at the top and maybe sway your body a little bit. Hold that breath in. And what I want you to do is exhale for that seven seconds and just drop your hands down. (sighs) And let the day, right? Like just let the moment, let the boss so that email that you got just kind of dissolve. (laughs) Let that argument that you got with your significant other dissolve or maybe your kid is giving you trouble. Just let it, let it dissolve and just start to feel a little bit more fluidity in the body. And maybe you want to start to Notice the body may want to sway a little bit, but really continue to feel rooted and grounded. And this is my favorite part. So we're going to do that one more time with our hands slowly moving up. So take a deep breath in for five seconds. We're going to reach up over our head. And I want you to take in a little bit more air, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And when you exhale this time, I want you to just shake everything out. Shake your wrists, stomp your feet, shake your head, yes and no, get it out, get it out, get it out. Oh, I like that. And now, standing with palms next to you or arms next to you, palms up on your thighs, let's just take a moment of silence and feel. And notice. Do you feel different? Do you feel better? Do you feel more activated? Do you feel more present? And just write it down or keep that in your thought. 
And I would love to know for you, Karen, you know, if there's, if you would like to share, since I'm speaking with you right now, perhaps if we have some calling in, just if you want to presence perhaps how you were feeling before we started that brief exercise and, 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 you know, the resonance, maybe there's a resonance inside your body or just an overall emotion or feeling that's coming through. Oh, that's fantastic. And by the way, you know, folks that are just uh, calling or, or just uh, coming in, if you want to comment live in the show, just uh, hit 818-514-1190, hit one so we know your hand is up. Let us know how that felt for you. And also the folks that are on the chat, definitely comment and type in what you're feeling. Um, for me, I immediately at the very beginning felt like so much energy in my hands, almost like my hands were being stretched down to the ground, which is super cool. And then the swaying just just, just automatically started. <laughs> mm, beautiful. <laughs> to do that. And then at the the last, I, I I definitely got really warm, like more chi and energy is flowing in the body. And uh, and then I had a big yawn, which is usually a, a really great sign for me that just energy is flowing, like energy is moving and things are transforming. So yeah, that was uh, really really easy and and uh, definitely can feel the difference for me. Yeah, and, and, and what I always like to present is I have had, you know, some clients, for example, where there wasn't a difference or it was very, very, very minute, and right? And so this is all about sometimes there's, there's traumas, right? And there's numbing that happens and it's, un- and it's on a subconscious level. And so this is just about meeting yourself where you are and just showing you. Obviously, I talked you through it and it took a bit longer, but this is something you can either you know, use all three options or even that last option of really shaking it out because that's what's happening is we're, we have this ability to store. We store emotions. We store what happened 10 minutes ago inside the body, and there's yep. no timeline. So what happens is, is there's generally a resonance, like something happens when we feel fear in our body, Something happens when we feel shame. Something happens when we feel anger. And what happens is the body just continues to bring that in when we feel triggered. And to me, when we feel triggered, it's an opportunity. It's showing me where there, it's, there's places of myself that I'm not free. And the more that we can just be in the w- awareness of like, okay, why does this keep coming up? Why, when this happens, does anger come out? And so just starting to really come online again and start to notice patterns of when this happens in my external world, this is where I go in this moment. And the more that we can just have that awareness, dance with it, be in relationship with it, not be afraid of it, not judge it, the more that that starts to dissipate, the more that we start to gently transmute that and we have more autonomy, right? We can create safe containers where, For example, for myself, when I feel anxious, when I feel angry, I have practices to expel those emotions through the body so that I don't unleash on my on my husband or on the next person that calls me on the phone. And that's what animals do. And that's what we get to do. And it looks weird. And that's the fun part (laughs) about it. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to make sound, right? Like we're allowed to do these things. And the more that you can just, again, I put my mind on the shelf. I walk my higher self from my mind into my heart. And then I literally put my physical brain on the shelf visually. And I just let myself be who I am. And that 
is what creates the freedom, right? That's what creates the liberation inside of us. And so that's, that's the secret sauce. There's more, but I'm sure you'll keep, you'll keep peeling back the layers. (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, and it, it sounds like that, um, you know, the judgment part of us wants to say, well, I'm not very good at this, or I'm not very good at meditation, or I'm not very good at this, and other people do it better, and they start comparing, and, you know, so um, I, I, I've heard so many times in the past people saying, well, I can't quiet my mind. What you're saying is, like, if you keep focusing on quieting your mind without getting to the body, it's, it's, it seems pretty impossible almost. <laughs> uh, to well, what I've learned as of late is the mind, the ego is going to be there no matter what we do. Our adversarial voice, our inner critic, our saboteur, whatever we want to call it. No matter if we go left or right, the mind will be there to say, oh, why are you doing that? Right? Like, I just used the mountain home, for example. If you decide yes on the mountain home, the mind's going to start saying, oh, my gosh, what about this? What about all this money, about these bills, for example? And then what if you say no? Then it's going to say, oh, my gosh, but this is your dream. This is what you want to do. Oh, my gosh, this (laughs) this is the biggest mistake of your life. Why are you pulling back from this? What is wrong with you? So, the more that we can just laugh and be like, oh, you're always there. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing to fix. Okay. That's where the power comes in. It's like, okay, I hear you again. Thank you, mind. I appreciate you for trying to protect me and being there to support me. But I'm okay with this decision, right? Because it's an empowered yes in the body. And that's when the manifestation really starts to happen. And that's when the resonance comes in, right? Because when, I mean, meditation, the reason why people think they're doing it wrong is because they read it in a book or somebody told them how to do it and they think it's the only way. And meditation could be, for me, sometimes I'll take a bite of dark chocolate and I'll take a deep breath in and I'll maybe listen to a song and I'm just like, ah. Oh, this is life. Like I get to have this experience. I get to have this chocolate sensation and taste this and breathe and stare outside my window and look at the trees, right? For me, sometimes that's meditation. And so again, when we can attune to, okay, what does meditation look like for me? And what it's, what, how you discern and how you start to actualize what that is, is by doing it, (laughs) feeling what feels good and following that. So if sitting quietly with your eyes closed and deep belly breathing doesn't feel good, choose something else until you can maybe go back to it and try again, right? This is that comparison piece. This is it needs to look a certain way. How about you actually use your inner compass, right? And say, okay, thank goodness. Like, oh, thank you, Lindsay. I don't have to do that. I'm going to try a different way. Meditation could be you know, being outside with your kids and having fun and doing art with them, right? You know, it can, it's all about the sacred experience that you're creating and how it's landing for you. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I know I used to get wrapped up into the thought that, well, I'm not very good at this. I'm just going to give up, you know, because I just thought, well, you know, my teacher's good at this. The other students are good at this and they can sit there for an hour or however long, you know, and I'm just like, can I go like back to work now? <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. now like that, that whole body thing has been so huge for me. Um, 
and you know, there's, you know, I, I think you've covered this, but you know, this person is saying, uh, hey, you know, I, I've got natural disasters happening in my house. My husband might lose his job. You know, uh, you know, we're arguing about this and that and politics or health mandates or whatever. Like, how do I get into a peaceful place? I'm not feeling peaceful because all this external, I'm paraphrasing, all this external mm-hmm. stuff is happening in our lives. So so maybe for this particular person, you could yeah. you know, walk, walk her through again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this isn't about bypassing, right? So this isn't, and and so a lot of times people will say like, well, how are you just so positive, right? It's like, there's things that come up in our life that are here for our healing and our transformation. And when we're in it, it's so hard to see it, right? It's, 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 it's there for us. And we are, when we are in the middle of grief, you know, for example, I lost a, my second mother, a loved one on New Year's Eve. I went and visited her in the middle of December, right before she transitioned from cancer. And um, this is the most grounded and this is the most connected and this is the most magnetic I've ever been, you know, in a place last week when I had all of these intentions and plans of how I was going to start my year, just get tossed out the window because I was in massive grief. People just started coming to me. I would all of a sudden, you know, be in meditation or or, or removing my body and get a download. And it would immediately say like, people need to hear this, send this email or go live and share this. And it was so just uh, authentic to where I was at and just sharing authentically where I was at. And allowing myself to be in that, right, to just meet the grief, to meet the anger and frustration, you know, a lot of those emotions came up. And that is part of it is when we can just welcome all of it, the sorrow, the joy and everything in between, it becomes easier because there's absolutely no way to experience bliss and freedom and joy and expansion and whatever those words are for you if we did not know what it felt like to be in those lower emotions, energies, frequencies, that's the duality of this world. That is the polarity. That is the light, the light and the dark. There would be no opportunity for change, right? There would be, the world wouldn't spin without polarity and duality. There would be nothing to move towards. So I think what I just want to present is, these are extremely challenging times and people are hurting. And if we can just all be compassionate and be in it and just be like, this is hard. This is like, what is on the other side? I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm upset. I'm scared. And just presencing it with self, then it starts to just become a bit easier. It starts to become easier to, just be okay with what is and be radically accepting of exactly where we are and not wanting it to be different in this moment and knowing and trusting that this is exactly where I'm meant to be in order for transformation, in order for healing, in order for transmutation. Mm, that's so that's so beautiful. I, I know that, you know, for, for people that haven't quite connected with, you know, quote-unquote, how, 
how the manifestation occurs. You're just you know, sharing with us the real secret sauce here um, is that we don't have to pretend that these things don't bother us or pretend that we like them, <laughs> even whatever's happening in the world or our families or our job, whatever that is. Um, and uh, I think there's a trust piece in there that somehow, you know, how can people trust that yeah. get in the body and they be and they accept it, not accept it meaning that you're okay with something bad happening to a loved one, nothing like that, but in terms of, you know, accepting what it feels like in the body, that that then translates to a different future or a different perception of the future. That that's what we call you know, manifesting more of what we want and, and less of what we don't want. That that's kind of a um a tricky one for most people is that self trust that that's really going to happen but yet not be attached to it happening. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. It's like being committed to our desires, but also, right, because as humans, we really limit our potential. And the more that we can not be so attached to exactly the linear path of how it looks, uh, the more beautiful the unfolding is. And I always, I always explain this as, you know, if, and remind me, because there's a couple of tools and practices that I've used while in grief and anger and frustration and everything that's come up since the transition of this beautiful soul joy is her name. Um, I can share that and share how it's allowing me to be in relationship with it in a way that feels safe for me so that I can still be of the world. Uh, But first I, I really wanted to present, you know, this, this pleasure, which a lot of times there's, it's a taboo word. And pleasure is really how we create presence, and that's how we connect to our higher self, our inner being, whatever we want to call it, right? Like all of us know there's something authentic that is meant for us. So whatever that word is for you, you know, just imagine yourself getting in a car, right? And all of a sudden you're at this fork in the road and you decide to go right, And you want to get there as fast as possible, right? Like you're speeding. And then what happens? Maybe you see a friend's house and you're like, oh my gosh, I missed. Okay, but I can't. I got to get to this thing. I'm going to miss my friend. Okay, now what if like I'm going to get pulled over? There might be a cop behind me. There might be a cop over here. Okay, and you're speeding and you're speeding and you're speeding and you're missing all these things. And you're seeing a new restaurant that you've always wanted to check out, but you can't, can't go there because you're on this thing. And you just keep going and keep going and keep going. And you finally get to the thing and you're like, well, wait a second. That wasn't really fun. And now I'm here and I missed out on all these things and my mind was somewhere else and I wasn't present and I didn't really enjoy the process. And let's back up a second and let's just say you go to the left side and there's still that same place that you want to get to, but maybe you're, you know, like in California and, you know, on this coastal drive where Big Sur is and you just, there's all of these beautiful lookout points and what if you all of a sudden want to go to the Redwoods and, you want to smell the trees and you want to take a hike and maybe you meet a new friend and then there's a new coffee place. And that is it. That is the great mystery. That is creating pleasure and presence and being like, Ooh, that actually would feel good to go here. Let's try that. And then when you actually make it to the place, you feel full, you feel fulfilled. You feel emotionally just so overflowing because 
you took this nonlinear path. You took the path of pleasure. You took the path of, okay, this felt good. Let's see what else is next. And that is the secret because it's never about the tangible object. It's about the feeling. It's about what is this actually going to do for me? Like, how am I going to feel? How am I going to be different? And so the more that we can be, again, in that nonlinear path and that openness and the breadcrumb following and the, the intertwining, it just feels better because there really is nowhere to get to. And I, I believe that we have been programmed to think that there is somewhere to get to when it never stops, <laughs> it never stops. And so we might as well enjoy the journey and recognize the mind will always be there to tell us what if. Uh-huh. And that is why we're here to taste the chocolate, to see the beautiful ocean, to hug the sycamore trees, to have the relationship with the new friend that you meet at the coffee shop. And that's how things get simpler. And that's what actually expands our energy field. That's what attunes to the truth of who we are. And that's when the magnetism really starts to happen because we start to realize, okay, the world is in shambles. There's dismantling happening. There's polarity. There's divisiveness. How can I be a unifier? How can I be in full trust and faith in the midst of chaos? You know, like that's really when it starts to happen. And that takes so much time. And this is really about starting with where you are. But ultimately, this is about moving in miracles and trusting that miracles are possible and knowing that when we attune to what is meant for us and nobody else and and continue to just be in this relationship with, okay, there's disruption. Okay, I did this. Let me come back here and recenter, right? It's not saying we never get rattled. It's not saying we never experience loss or natural disasters or, you know, massive divisiveness. It's saying, okay, I see that. This must live inside me too. How am I co-creating this in my life? And how can I slowly just start to be more aware and at peace and in the presence of, okay, I'm here. I'm listening. Like, this is the time to be trusting more than ever, right? Because it's like, well, clearly, you know, things are going to hell in a basket. So it's like trust is really all we have at this trust point, you thing. know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, for me, and I, I'm sure many people have experienced this as well, um, is that we keep looking at this goalpost, you know, this outcome. And even the, the you know, the, the teachers of the secret and manifesting say, you know, have that outcome so the universe where knows where you want to go. Um, but mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is that it's one thing to have it, but another thing to be attached to it. And it's not about getting there as quickly as possible without actually, you know, really experiencing what's going on. It, it's the opposite, <laughs> that it's yeah. uh, the experiences are there to help us grow to that frequency, vibration, resonance, whatever you want to call it, to having, quote unquote, that thing that we said we wanted, whether that be a house in the mountains like you were talking about, or in my case, you know, a gold medal in ice dancing or, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I won, like, gosh, countless gold medals just using this same methodology, if you will. Um, it's, it's, 
it's not a habit that we are taught. Uh, certainly I'd love for it to be taught. <laughs> you know, um, parents, children, schools, whatever, um, we learn other things, but, but not this important aspect of, of taking our own power uh, and, you know, understanding how this actually happens. And so there's a lot of, pu- there's a lot of resistance, you know, to, yeah. because people think, well, that can't be that simple. You know? Well, I, ta- I think about the ripple, right? Like imagine if all of us just came from this place of truly believing that we are the co-creators of what's happening in the world. And, you know, there's like a peace about us. There's a solace about us. There's this trust. And there's this, there's this resonance of compassion and understanding. And imagine if I walked out of my house and I went to a coffee shop and I was really just operating from this resonance and this frequency and the barista was having a terrible day and right you know our body there's 93 percent of communication is nonverbal. so just my presence and my smile and my being could absolutely shift the barista who's having a terrible day or feeling a lot of fear or you know triggered by something and then all of the people that that barista touches right like all of the coffees and the drive-through and and, and all of the people, and then those people feel it, and then they go home to their significant others and their kids and their loved ones, and that is how this works. And so it's not about the woo, <laughs> although, you know, there is a, a universal force at play here, but really when it comes down to it is it's a simple shift in, in all of us. If we can all be in this place, there would be less response from the pain body and more response from a state of compassion and understanding and communication and diplomacy that we're not seeing in the collective right now. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Well, it really uh, lights me up when, when I witness these exact uh, moments where if I choose, you know, to, to shift myself and be in a specific place that, um, what happens on the other end to another individual or with another individual really shifts and, and seeing the difference. I, there's a, this is a funny story, but um, I, this is a really old story as well. I was driving on this really narrow um, mountain road where we are, and it was kind of icy and snowy, and there was a guy that was, like, coming up, like, on on the on my butt, if you will, really, really fast, right? And I'm thinking, ooh, dude, this is not the best place to do this because you're not supposed to pass people, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. he passes, and I was like, oh, boy, you know, because you can't see what's coming up. And so he passes safely, and for whatever reason, I get really, really calm, and I put my hand out, like, in front of the windshield, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe your wife's giving birth or whatever it is, but, you know, you're going to get there. It's going to be okay, you know, and the funny thing is, is he slows down. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Just, and I'm like, whoa, I don't know. Right, I was just I was playing around. I was playing, you know, but I was like, wow. And he just stopped trying to pass everyone. And then we went to pass the area where you know the the dangerous area where there was passing. You know, there were passing lanes, and he did not pass anyone after that. He just stayed right in front of me, going at a normal pace. I was like, whoa, that is freaking awesome. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that was freaking awesome. So that was many, many, many years ago, just to show that. Our resonance, our frequency can positively affect 
someone. Uh, it could also, of course, negatively infect someone, uh, but uh, uh, in this case, you know, positively affect someone. And so we are doing more than we think we are just by doing our own work. And so the stuff that you're doing, you're teaching, you're coaching your clients in is so, so important for us to really, in the big picture, really, you know, help heal our world. And I think it's, you know, fantastic. Um, so folks listening in, you can uh, connect with Lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. Let me spell that for you. It's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Martin is spelled M-A-R-T-E-N and Ellis, E-L-L-I-S.com, all one word. Lindsay Martin with an E, Ellis.com. And Lindsay, maybe you could tell us about your Awakened Woman Circle because I know you have the next circle beginning January 20th. It's coming up. Um, so tell us about that and how people can learn more about what you do. Yeah, and actually, uh, I have a workshop tomorrow called Beyond Resolutions and really just uh, a place if you're wanting to kind of create more sustainability, you can feel free to email me. I don't know if I sent you my email, if uh, there's a way to share that with, with those, but it's, it's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at lindsaymartinellis.com in the way that Karen had shared it. You can also just go on my website and connect there. And so that is a free, it's a three-hour offering, just a massive give, because, again, I'm noticing these common threads around fits and starts and somewhere to get to and the comparison and creating resolutions based on what society thinks we should be and how we should look. And and so I felt really called to to offer that. And, yes, my next circle opens it's actually shifted to Tuesday. Everything's shifting. That's what I'm noticing in 2022. <laughs> uh, it was going to be January 20th, but it's actually starting Tuesday the 18th. It's an eight-week program. Really, if you're feeling called to begin to just connect to your body wisdom in this way and quiet the mind a bit and really attune to what you desire and deserve uh, in this human experience, then you can absolutely reach out. The website for that is theawakenedwomancircle.com. And this is where the, the radical self-trust and confidence comes in. This is where we really work with the body, somatic practices, the energy centers to really start to unearth and uncover perhaps places in our body that we've shut down, that we've numbed, that we've been in avoidance and to start to meet those emotions and to meet those areas that we've stuffed down in the basement. And that's when manifestation truly comes in because we create more spaciousness, availability, capacity, and light in order for us to call in what is meant for us, in order for us to create that availability for what we deserve. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, tomorrow. Check in. What was yep. the name of it uh, tomorrow? That's a free three-hour workshop. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's called Beyond Resolutions. It's free. Yeah. I'm just sharing the Zoom link. It's uh, 11 a.m. PST to what is that? 2 PST for the three hours, and I can share that. You know, the Zoom link. I can absolutely share. I would say you could just reach out to me. You can go to my website, contact me, and I can get you all the details if you would like to join tomorrow. Yeah, that is great. Um, they can just go to your Connect page, correct? Um, exactly, on... and, and direct email me. And... Okay. Since it's a bit last minute. <laughs> that, that was oh, that's more right. So what we'll do is, <laughs> yeah, instead of doing the actual Zoom link, um, we'll just you know post on the social media the, your connection as well as the name of the 
you know, uh, of, of the workshop for tomorrow, and then we'll post it under the comments, and um, um, I'm just posting it in the chat right now as well. Perfect. Um, so that people can get the Zoom link uh, from you, if that's okay. Beautiful. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is about, you know, it's like, um, I can't, there was a, there's a longer name for it that came through, but it's really more about sustainability and, and not just creating resolutions from, the mind, right, from the place of the, sh- of the shooting all over ourselves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Expert shitter. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, Lindsay, it, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today. I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing the work that you do, and I'm sure there's many people that resonate with what you're offering. Um, and, yeah, I just want you to – know that we really, you know, appreciate uh, you as one of our Light Warrior fellow tribe members. Yes, thank you. What a beautiful community that you've called in. And, yeah, I know anybody listening to this, even if it's not quite there yet, I know that you feel it and you know, you know, you know it's on the other side. You know it's possible, even if we're in the midst of of the darkness right now. So Mm. it's happening. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me too, me too. We, I mean, why else do we choose to be here, right, in this, this time? Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, to, to do this work and uh, for ourselves and others, so it's really great. Um, so everyone, just, just a reminder, you can go to uh, lindsaymartinellis.com, and if you go to the Connect tab at the top, you can email Lindsay for that workshop happening tomorrow, and also if you want to learn more about the uh, Awakened Woman Circle, you can go to theawakenedwomancircle.com and learn about that eight-week transformational journey if you'd like to uh, check it out. Um, and uh, we just want to thank everyone for listening in, and thank you so much, Lindsay, and all the best to you. Much love. Thank you. Happy New Year. Blessings. Happy New Year. Take care. Bye, Bye-bye. everyone. Bye, Lindsay.